Hi, and again, you're welcome to Minding Your Talent. My name is Teju Babyface Oyelaki, and um, I'll be frank with you up front. Um, I have a calling. It's a divine calling. And don't think of divine as a religious word. Just think of divine as that which supersedes all things that is natural. That means that above everything that I do in my life and all that, uh, this is probably what my life will be judged upon and that's the meaning of divine in this context it is the sense that i have an overriding feeling to help people to discover how they can be their best and most successful self especially with the use of their talents Uh, you need to realize who i am and who it is that is talking to you i'm a young man who never knew what he wanted to do with his life Uh, You may have seen me in a movie here, you've known me as a comedian for most of my life, you've seen me on the Teju Babyface show, but what you must realize is that I I never at any point knew what I wanted to do with my life. So it was that I was in the university or I gained admission into the university, the University of Lagos, and I wasn't even sure of what I wanted to do with my life. The only thing that has helped me come thus far is the identification of the fact that I have a talent. And that my talent is revolved around my vocal skills, around speaking. I have always known that. I was clear about that. And so I always pursued things that allowed me to use my vocal gift to the best of the abilities. But that is another teaching for another day. This teaching is titled, You Can Make It. You are supposed to make it. You will make it. And this is not a motivational speech or any of that. I don't do motivation because motivation is impractical. For want of a better word, take this as instruction and mentorship. This is mentoring on instruction. So you can make it. You will make it. Because you have talent inside you. You were not just made... Look, you're not supposed to just occupy a piece of land on earth. That is a waste of resources. And if you know anything about the creator, he does not waste resources. So you were put here with something inside you that is supposed to make a difference and solve problems for people. Because you see, there are problems in the world. You know this. You know this. There are problems in the world. And everything that has made our life better is somebody who has been able to tap into what they carry naturally and has been able to solve those problems for us. If you're listening to this or your phone or your computer, that is somebody's solution to a problem. And if you check their stories, it was not easy. So you have something inside you and we call it talent or we call it your gift. And it is my job to help you to discover, to develop, and to deploy it so that you can become the success you want to become. Especially if you're in Nigeria and Africa at this point. Nowhere has greater problems than this space. And so you have something inside you that you must discover. The thing you must know, however, is that nobody will validate it. Nobody will encourage you. You must believe in yourself enough to use your talent. I will say that again. The problem with most of us as human beings is that we're looking for validation. We want other people to validate us. We're so weak. We want people to say, oh, you have it. We want people to say, oh, you can use it. We want people to say you're gifted. We want people to validate our ideas. But let me tell you, as a young person or an unknown talent, nobody is going to validate you. You must believe you have it and believe it stubbornly. Please listen to me. If you're only, only, only going to ever do one thing for yourself, it must be that you must have stubborn belief in your own ability. You must believe that you have it. 
even when things are rough you must believe that you have it you must believe that above all things no matter what they say or what they don't say you must believe that you have something that is unique and that you are going to use it and it is going to take you to the top because guess what it is actually true let me tell you a story and i'll start the story by asking you a question do you know who james brown is james brown the musician of course most of you will know who james brown is but for those of you who don't know or for avoidance of that let me tell you a bit about him james brown is number seven on the rolling stone magazine top 100 greatest musicians of all time number seven let me put that in perspective for you on that list michael jackson is number 34 or 35 michael jackson the michael jackson jay-z or jay-z is number 80 something james brown is number seven that should give you perspective of whom james brown is and what his impact on the musical world and on art generally has been james brown is generally or popularly referred to as the godfather of soul music soul music when they call you the godfather the linchpin the honcho the major domo the main factor in something then you're really good at it james brown is the godfather of soul music mc hammer prince michael jackson and so many others are considered to be the musical children of james brown all right james brown had a private jet as far back as the 1970s as a black man in america so james brown is major all right that means that if we're talking of the 10 greatest musicians to ever walk the face of the earth james brown is there at least in the last century james brown is there top 10 that's a big deal now that's not why i was asking you who james brown is now this was just to let you know who let me tell you about james brown james brown came to limelight in the 60s early 60s with a single called please 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 it was released uh, under the name james brown and the flaming flames please 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 it was a massive record worldwide that was what launched james brown into limelight the album or the single please 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 in the early 60s but here is the thing the single was almost not released according to stories and reports that i've been able to verify from at least two very very believable and authentic sources when james brown was discovered by a white man who was the a and r guy in a record label a and r guy are the, the uh, development and the research guys the guys who develop uh, who discover and sign and develop talent the white man discovered james brown and his group and so he brought them to the studio to record that song please 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 so james brown was the lead vocalist he was the leader of the group so they were in the studio recording in the studio booth and so james brown was just going please 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 don't go oh please 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 don't go oh please 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 and that is almost the entire song the amount of times he said please in that song is uncountable that song is basically please 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 and so while this was going on the president of the record label another white man came into the studio and saw them and so after listening for a few seconds he turned to the a and r guy the guy who signed james brown the other white guy and really tore into him he got annoyed with him he started to blame him 
started to shout, the president started to shout that what rubbish is this? All I can see in the booth there is a nigger just screaming, please, please, please. Now again, you have to remember that these were the early 60s. Racism and segregation in America was really, really rife and it was at the highest point or one of the highest points. So he called him a nigger. So he turned to the other guy, said, all I can see in the booth is just a nigger screaming, please, 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 what, please, what, please give me food, please buy me a drink, please help me, please don't kill me, what, please, 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 that, that is not a song. And some reports say that the president actually fired the guy who signed James Brown, the A&R guy. Other reports don't mention it. Anyway, so the president of the label, this white guy said they were not going to release that song. That it was not a song. That how can you just stand in front of the microphone and be screaming, please, please, please. So one report or some reports say they didn't release the song. They say that it was James Brown that colluded with some other executives in the record label and they snuck out that single they snuck it out they stole it out and went to release it privately on radio with all the djs in town that was how the song please 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 became a massive hit and that is what launched james brown's career can you imagine that one person's short-sightedness one person's narrow-mindedness one person's myopic scene one person's disbelief one person's inability to see the future and to believe in that young man might have ruined James Brown's career. But James Brown believed in it so much that he colluded and he snuck the record out and he was right about what he carried. But it didn't end there. After that um, success, it took another three years before James Brown had another single. And by the time he had another hit single record, there was no looking back. And this time, you know, what he was doing was he was releasing songs, he was releasing songs, but no song was getting to the level that please, please, please got to. And then James Brown said that, look, the problem is that the listeners at home, the people who buy the records or who listen on radio cannot see or cannot feel his live performance because the strength of his live performance was the fact that he was really, really good on stage. He could dance, he could do all that stuff. So he said that, look, if only the people who were listening to the records can feel what it is when I perform live. So he went to meet the president of the record label, this same white guy that refused to release the the record in the first place. He went to meet the man and said, you know what, sir, let us record my next record. Let's record it live, my next album, which means that instead of going to the studio, let's rent out a theater and bring audiences in. Let them sit down and then the band will play and you will record live, what we will call a live record these days. Again, this white man, this president of the record label refused. Can you imagine that? Can you believe that? At least you were wrong the first time. The young man has proved himself or proven himself. Shouldn't you believe in him this time? The president didn't believe again. And so James Brown said he would use his own money. All the money he had made from please, please, please and from performing live. And by that time he was quite successful. Even though he had not had another hit record for three years since please, please, please. He said, don't worry, I will use my own money. The record company doesn't have to pay. The record label doesn't have to pay for this recording. I will use my own money to set up the recording. And so he used his own money. The album was called Life at the Apollo. Pow! It was even bigger than please, please, please. And that is what finally set him on track and set him up. And from there, there was no looking back. James Brown was big and massive worldwide. (laughs) That should tell you two things, given where I started from. First of all, 
you have to believe in yourself. You have talent. There is something in you that is unique. James Brown was born poor. His mother left them when he was four. His father dropped him off at his auntie's brothel. His auntie was a prostitute. His father dropped him off at his auntie's hotel when he was nine. From as young as nine years old, James Brown did not have parents. He went to prison as a teenager. He was a black man in America's 40s and 50s and 60s when racism and segregation was high. And yet, this young man believed in himself so much that he became one of the greatest musical icons in the world. You have no such shortcomings. You are not living under racism. And even if you are, it's nothing compared to what them James Brown suffered in their days. You are living in a world with the internet. You are listening to this on your phone or on your computer. Things are far easier right now. The problems you claim to have, if people like James Brown here, they would just laugh at you. That what rubbish are you talking? Did you know what we had to go through to get to the top? So, like I said, there are a few major things you need to learn. First of all, as I was saying, you have talent. Say it with me. I, I need to hear you say it. I know you think I can't hear you, but I can feel your vibes. So, say with me, I have talent. And say my talent is very valuable. Say it again. Say my talent is very valuable. You must believe that you have talent, that your talent is valuable, and that your talent is unique. Second, off the back of that, if you refuse to use that talent and you die with it, I promise you that the world will never see another person like you. If you die with your talent, it is a shame because what is in you is unique to the degree that if you don't use it, we will never see another person like you. That is why there has never been any other Bob Marley. There has never been another fella Nikola Kokuti. There has never been another James Brown. There will never be another Michael Jackson. There will never be another Prince. There will never be another Two-Face Idibia. After he grows old and he dies, there will never be another Two-Face Idibia. There is no other you. So if you don't use what you have and you, and you don't give it to us to solve problems for us in the world, if you die with it, we will never see another. And it is a shame. So first, as I said, you must believe you have talent and that it is special and unique. Or rather, it is unique. It is not special. I will deal with that in another teaching. There's a difference between what is special and what is unique. You're not special. You're unique. Second, you must believe that your uniqueness, as the name suggests, means that you're one in the entire world. If you die with that thing, we're never going to see another like you. Number three, and from this story, you must be able to stand by your own talent and put everything you have behind your talent. It is one of life's tests for promoting people. Life does not promote people who don't believe enough in themselves to put everything they have behind their talent. James Brown did that. He put everything he had behind his talent and he paid him dividends. You must believe that your talent is unique to the degree that you must put everything, you must be able to put everything you have behind it. You know how they say don't put all your eggs in one basket. That is rubbish. When that basket is the basket of your talent, put everything you have behind it. And even if you don't make it the first time, you would have learned valuable lessons. People who believe in themselves and commit everything they have to them to, uh, to themselves or behind their talent, they never lose out in the end. Every failure is not a failure, it's a lesson in how to make it. That is number three. Number four, you must understand, and this is perhaps the most important one as I round up. I wanted to make this only 10 minutes, but we have gone beyond that right now. Look. This is perhaps the most important one. Please listen to me. Whatever you're doing, please listen to me. Nobody will validate your talent when you are still an unknown. I will say that again. People validate your talent when you are already successful. 
when you're already successful and you're known and the money starts rolling in <laughs> people will start telling you you're good you're good but when you are a virtual unknown and nobody knows you and you're just coming out the only person who will believe in you is you therefore you cannot go around asking people what they think about your idea People make this mistake all the time. And so what do you think about my idea? What do you think about my idea? Young people come to me all the time asking me about this. So, sir, what do you think about my idea? And I always tell them, it is not what I think about your idea that is the most important. What is most important is what do you think about your own idea? How much do you believe in yourself? As I wrote in a chapter of my book, Secrets of the Streets, it was called The Secret of Confirm, or it is called The Secret of Confirm. And if you have not picked up the book, Secret of the Streets yet, as a young, talented person, I really, really am sorry for you. All right. In that chapter, I wrote that, look, whenever you are about to launch your idea onto the world, whenever you have produced anything, a product, a service, whatever, whenever you are about to release whatever you have produced into the world, don't ask anybody what they think about it. Alright, I explained in that chapter that you must have a team of people who will help you develop and all that. But once you and your team have gotten your product to the point where you're about to release it, stop asking people, so what do you think? And so what do you think about this idea? It does not matter what they think. If you believe in it enough, release it to the market. Don't worry, the market will let you know whether what you're doing is good or not. It is called a feedback system. Again, in another teaching, I deal with that. I deal with the fact that the world is perfect, even as imperfect as it is. And that there is a, an organic system for feedback. If you are if you're one who solves solution problems for people and put solutions out there into the world, don't worry, you will get the feedback one way or the other. You don't need people telling you, you don't need to go around with your product telling people, so what do you think? So what do you think about my idea? So as I was saying, and to make this point, you are the one that needs to believe in whatever it is you're about to do. Like James Brown, you must have the stubborn belief that you carry something that is unique enough so that when you put everything you have behind it, so it is special. You don't have to listen to naysayers. If the fella and Nicola Pocutis of this world had listened to people, there was nothing like the kind of music fella was going to come and play. And even if you don't believe that, you know the average fella song is at least, if, if fella not sing at all, if fella not sing, that is if fella hasn't sung at all, an average fella song is 10 minutes. In an era when the longest song on radio could only be 4 minutes, fella's shortest songs were 10 minutes. The average masterpiece fella composition is over 20 minutes. And the man stubbornly stuck with it. Now fella is a legend. Am I saying go the fella way? No, because sometimes I believe fella was too stubborn to his own detriment. Yeah, but the man was original enough and he believed in himself enough. So, this entire audio work that you have listening to, that you have listened to, and you might have listened to it as one who is just signing up or minding your talent, you're welcome. Or you might be listening to it as one who has signed up already. Whatever the case, again, I must congratulate you for being here. But the entire point of this whole treatise and this audio is to let you know that you carry something unique. You carry something that is is not special. It is unique. You carry something that is valuable. It is your talent. And you must believe in it. You must believe in it to the degree that no matter what other people tell you, you must believe in it to the exclusion of all doubt. You must believe that you, if you put everything you have behind your talent, you are going to make it. And as I round it up, let me tell you the final thing. You know what the proof of belief is? Or rather, the proof of belief. I have told you already that one of the tests that life uses to promote those who will be successful is commitment. I said that sometime during this teaching already. I don't know if you remember. 
I said that you must believe to the point where you are able to commit all your resources behind the project of your talent. I have said that already. That they said don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -mm. That is when uh, uh, management consultants are talking. When we're talking of talent, when we're talking of talent-based projects, when we're talking of you rising in life off the back of a project that is based on your talent, you have to put everything behind it. Because you know why? Because as I have said, this is one of the major tests where life divides or separates those who are serious and those who are going to make it from those who are not going to make it. Look, most people think they want to make it. They wish to make it, but only a few people in life actually desire it. And it is those who desire it, those who really want it, those who really need it, those who really want to go after it that put all their resources behind their belief in their own talent and they are the ones who make it. And one of the major tests is the quest for wisdom. The quest for wisdom. King Solomon says, and that is the richest man who ever lived. King Solomon said that get wisdom. It is more valuable than all the riches in the world. King Solomon said so. One of the proof or one of the proofs of the fact that you believe in your talent is that you put a lot of resources behind the pursuit of wisdom to develop your talent. So that is why I congratulate you for being here. The fact that you were here in the first place and you hit the sign up button and that you are listening to this is proof enough that you are separating yourself from those who think they want to make it but don't have what it takes to make it. The greatest teacher who ever lived once said that you will always have poor people with you. The greatest teacher who ever lived once said that. He said the poor you will always have with you. And what he meant is that there will always be people in the world who will refuse what it takes to get out of poverty. There will always be people in the world who will refuse to do what it takes to get out of poverty. They are the ones that will refuse to go for wisdom. They won't go for knowledge. They won't go for understanding. They are on their phones all the time, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, consuming entertainment. But the people who make it are the ones who seek wisdom. The wisdom to develop their talent and develop talent-based projects. So that when they put it out there, the world will celebrate them. So you must commit resources to the growth of yourself, to the growth of your talent. Your talent comes to you in raw material. Everything you spend on books, seminars, uh, teachings, downloading mp3 audios, downloading mp4 videos to listen, to build yourself up, all those things are going towards your success. Look, life is always scoring you. Life is always gauging you. Uh, look, young people these days think you stumble on talent, I mean on success, and I don't blame them. With the musicians out there who are shooting videos and showing you Bentleys and Rolls Royces and naked girls, you know that these guys didn't read anything. You know that these guys didn't study anything. So you're thinking to yourself, why must I study? Why must I read? After all, uh, this musician, da-da-da-da. Let those of us who are in the industry tell you, all that thing is boo-boo, or most of it is boo-boo. I will say it again. You're seeing celebrities these days. And when I said musician, I don't only mean musicians. That's what just came to my mind first because they are the most visible ones. They are the ones we see on TV all the time. But I mean all these celebrities these days. Instagram celebrities, Facebook celebrities, Twitter celebrities. Uh, they show you their Mercedes Benz today. They show you the, the ring they just bought, the gold they just bought, private jet, and they are balling. Look, those of us behind the scenes know. Most of those things are, are, are just, they are, I don't want to say lies. They, they are just, they are stunts. Let's use the word stunts to be fair. They are stunts. A lot of those guys don't have money. Take it from us. They don't have money. And the ones that make money by mistake lose money. 
Let me say that again. If you stumble into success, you will most likely stumble out of success. Because that which you do not plan and strategize for, you cannot plan and strategize to keep. And that is why you notice that in the world over, people who usually win lottery prizes, the winners of lotteries, they usually lose the money after a while. And those who watch, who go into reality shows, think of all the reality shows you have seen on television, Big Sister This, Big Uncle That, where are the winners of those reality shows today? Where are all the guys, all the housemates you were looking at last year? All the ones they thought they were going to be stars two years ago. All the ones that thought they were going to be stars three years ago. All the people you were watching on television in reality shows. Where are the bulk of them today? They thought they were just going to be successful by stumbling into success. Eh? You have to plan your way into success. Life is... Look, (laughs) we don't have time. I have to go. Just listen to me. If you have to do one thing for yourself today... It is as I have said, you must believe enough in what you carry. Sorry, you must believe enough in what you carry. You must believe your own uniqueness. You must believe that you have a unique talent and that regardless of what anybody says, you have it, you have what it takes and you are going to make it. But saying it is not enough. As I told you from the analogy I just gave you, James Brown went into the studio with his uh, team, his band. They recorded, please, please, please. Yes, the president of the record label didn't believe, but James Brown believed enough to take the risk of sneaking it out. Now, I'm not telling you to do bad things, all right? Sneaking it out was not exactly legal, but what the white man was doing to him was not exactly legal. So he took a risk and believed enough that if he got that thing out, he would not get into any trouble because the success of that thing would be so great that the record label would forgive him. And yes, they did. That is first. But even after that, like I said, even though he was successful after that and was going all over the place singing, he hadn't really broken into the highest levels of the music industry. I told you it took three years after releasing Please, Please, Please. And I believe that was the greater test. He believed it was time to record a live studio album and nobody believed in it. He put his own money, nearly everything he had into making that record. If that thing hadn't worked out, who knows where he would have been today. But he believed enough. And that album, James Brown, Life at the Apollo, woo, that was what shot him to the highest stratosphere of music. So you have to believe enough in yourself. That's number one. But number two, and perhaps more importantly, you must commit resources to behind your dreams. You must commit resources to your dreams. You must put resources behind your dreams. Your money, your time, your resources, you have to put it behind your dreams. And in this day and age in which we live, The proof of that is how much you're willing to spend on empowering yourself, empowering your mind, empowering yourself, getting knowledge, getting wisdom, getting understanding to build yourself so that your projects, the projects that you base on your talent will break through and it will take you all the way. All right. uh, This is minding your talent. I wish you could see me right now. I'm drenched in sweat because I was very passionate about this. You're welcome to this. Uh, Before I go, I must encourage you to download this app, Minding Your Talent. It is very necessary and important that you download the app or application because I am not able to always get things to the website in time. But an app that is on your phone is always with you. So sometimes I am on the move. And I see something that I think you should know, or I remember something I think you should know, or an inspiration hits me that I think you should know. I immediately put it on the app and I send it to everybody who is on the app. So please download the app. If you're using Android, awesome. The Android app is already ready. Go to your Play Store, your Google Play Store. 
if you're using an ios device which is apple or mac we're still working on that it should have been ready ages ago we're still working on it for you you can still stay signed up for the moment at the moment i'll still keep sending all of you emails and you will get all those things regularly for those of you who have hit the sign up button on our website already i congratulate you mm, god bless you if you have hit the sign up button on our website congratulations if you have not done that that is the first step yes i know i told you download the app but that is the second step the first step is that you go to the website which i believe you have done and you hit the sign up button all right once you do that you're already on our database and we'll keep sending you emails but the app is very important so that in a sense or in a manner of speaking you have minding your talent in your pocket on your bag or with you at all times all right have yourselves a great day and god bless you